As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Is Mo, is Mo, is Mo joining us from, from Skype in 2006? Is it just really that bad? Like It's, it's, it's really bad. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know what I can do. I'm yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It just looks you look, you look you look like a bad hologram uh from a late 90s movie. Oh, nice. Which uh so you're the movie expert. Which one do you have the uh well, I mean, it's probably, it's, hologram it's, too. it's probably Johnny Mnemonic, if I'm being honest. Like it's probably like something Oh, like that. that hurts. Yeah. All right. Definitely something definitely one of the bad Keanu ones. No, it's actually it's actually not clear enough for Lawnmower Man, Dave. It's keeping this all in. Leave all this in. Yeah, yeah, like the but the original Trump, not the not the one with uh, Olivia Wilde. First day and age. Olivia Munn. I don't know. One of those Olivias were. were It was Wild. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Uh, and her real last name's Cockburn. So, all right, let's get this going. Welcome to the basketball. Wait, what? Olivia Wilde's middle <laughs> last name is Cockburn. This is real. This is real. Jay look doesn't up. listen to Cinephobe. Jay, look it Jay, up, man. Jay doesn't listen to Cinephobe. So, look, I'll, I'll do it right. Leave all this in. Uh, Olivia Wilde, born Olivia Jane Cockburn. Yeah. Is it Coburn? We shouldn't even talk about anything it's else like, today. Like Kofi yeah. Coburn? No, it's C O C K B U R N. Cockburn. So is Kofi Coburn. What? The Illinois, former Illinois center. That's not Coburn, though. That's Cockburn. That's Coburn. This is, no, this I'm going to have to this apologize is, for everybody because this is what this led is us a, down this road is my internet. This is a Christian Braun situation. You don't get just what? to, like, tell us your name is spelled one way, but it's pronounced another. I don't, like, it's Christian Braun. It's not Christian Brown. I refuse. I will never call him Christian Brown. Until he changes the spelling of his name. Leave all this in. This is a good cold open right here. Kofi Coburn. The disaster. Okay. <laughs> Olivia Jane Cockburn. Yeah. What a name. Yeah. Known professionally as Olivia Wilde. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Whoa. New York strip steak. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basketball Buds. 
edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Jake King. We got Mo Dakil. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Dave DeFore producing. <laughs> we can't even be off the rails. We got no rails right now. Uh, obviously, talking about the big story in the NBA. Everyone's talking about it. it it's it's the Bucks hiring Adrian Griffin. Uh, that's the lead story for today. Uh, no offense, Bucks fans. Uh, look, he's highly respected. He'll uh, probably be good or maybe he won't be. I don't know. Uh, but we're not going to break that down. You can go check out uh, any of the coverage from Eric Name for that. We're talking one thing and one thing only. It's Game 7. The Boston Celtics have done what only three other teams in NBA history have done before. And that is force a Game 7 when going down 0-3 in a playoff series. Uh, last ones to do it were the Blazers forced a game seven against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, we had the 1994 Nuggets force one against the Jazz in their uh, their magical run. Um, and then, uh, what was it, Rochester? The Knicks forced against Rochester in like 1951. I think those are the only three. Game seven has never been won before. But ever since game four happened, everybody's convinced that the Heat are going to be the first ones in history to lose this series after going up 3-0. I refuse to believe it's going to happen until it happens. Although that's not true. I was hoping it would happen last year when the Raptors were down 0-3 because I thought that was the funniest possibility of a Doc Rivers, James Harden, team <laughs> being the first team to blow an 0-3 lead. I, I, I will always refuse to believe it's going to happen until I actually see it. Like this isn't even a heat thing. This is, this is just, I don't believe that it's going to be completed because teams are Oh, and 150 when doing it. But Jay, you were, you were there. The Celtics blow up. Like the last two minutes for them were bad. <laughs> that bad. would have been, and that would have been such a bad loss. It would have been an epic meltdown. Yeah. I would have blamed that shit on top golf. <laughs> That. You can't like that on top of <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, I read the story. Film instead. I read the story. I read the story. I read yeah. the material. I read the athletic, man. Yeah. So make sure you, you know. subscribe. Um, no, it's it, and and then Derek White out of nowhere, like Max Struess doesn't doesn't box out. Um, he he loses the inbounder. Derek White flies in there. Here's the thing that I was really bothering me last night, and thankfully I was. I was too drunk to to tweet about it and tweet back. About it. I could not stand the the hall monitoring of well they took you know they they put nine tenths of a second or four tenths of a second on and that's the difference of what I blah blah blah. Yes, but we can't assume that things happen in a vacuum, right? So yeah. if they have two point six or two point one or whatever, the Celtics still could have won that. Then maybe Marcus Smart you know makes the shot or something or they get it to someone else. Like I just hate the. The kind of like hand wringing over, oh, well, this amount of clock time box out and it's not an issue. Like, all you have to do if you're Max Drews is box even- out and it's not an issue. And so, Jay, like, I, how much did your game story change in about 30 seconds? Thank <laughs> God we don't, thank God we don't have hard deadlines. I know, man, that would have been effed because for the people with hard deadlines, that was just rip up your whole story write it all again yeah and then do it all over again because first the jimmy thing happened and so that's when i'm sure writers are like 
I can't believe this happened. Horrible, I can't believe I got horrible game, this and he he gets a, a foul on a three point, and makes all three. Like this is the hero's journey, right? Like by the way, there was never any doubt Jimmy was going to make all three of those. Oh no, there was not uh, one person there, in the world this, who thought he might. There was this dude stressed out of his mind. He's like a Lakers fan, but he's such a Lakers fan that he's just like anti Boston, right? So he's like. Out, he's rooting his ass off. He is screaming at Jimmy Butler, what are you doing throughout this game? Like, just next to me at the bar. No idea who this guy is. He keeps trying to, like, strike a conversation. I'm like, buddy, I'm just here to drink and watch the game. I don't want to, I don't want to get into this. Like, whatever. Right. And and he – but the one time I engaged with him, he's like, oh, man, I just – we just need Jimmy to, to make two of these. Just to, And I was, I just looked – I was like, he's going to make all three. Like, it's like, there's no no doubt doubt in my mind. Jimmy Butler's going to make all three. (laughs) Have you ever witnessed Jimmy Butler in any type of situation like that? He was going to make them all. And they were never going to be close to missing. And, of course, he made them all. And the Heat decided to take away Jason Tatum, which turned out to be. That's the play. They they decided to take away Jason Tatum. I would have lived with him shooting that shit, man. I ain't going to lie. I would he had to made a three all game, but it's, I mean, in retrospect, it's like, sure. But so many things had to go right for that put back to dude, get, I, get right. in time. Like I watched Marcus that Smart play. Released that so quickly. He released yeah. it so quickly. Like he just spun into his shot. Didn't really set himself. He said he had it in mind that they didn't get a shot off against Philly late in that game. And he wanted to give them a chance to not just get the first shot off, but get a second chance opportunity. Then the ball bounced directly to Derek White, who perfect, was, just had absolutely who had, perfect, yeah. perfectly. Who at first popped out, it, it to was the, all perfect to the corner three, and then dashed toward the bucket. Max Struess like hustled back to him, but it was a little bit too late. It was so let many me, things had to me, go right. Let me explain just for that, that one. to happen. Everybody, even including myself, was on Max Struess. That was Bam's man. The switch he was supposed to pass him off to. He was supposed to pass uh the big off to. To uh, he's supposed to pass Al over to Max because they chased on a double for to get Tatum. So he's way out of reach. He's all the way at the three point <laughs> line. There's no recovery unless he's like, yeah. like he's flash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you uh, have to pass off the closest man. Bam is ball me man. He has to go down. Check box. Everybody's watching though, right? Like everyone yeah. needs to go. Like that's got to be five. five got to find boards, a man. man. Yeah. Ball me man. Everybody's yep. everybody's got to crash. Everybody's got to crash. Even the weak side was it Caleb Martin on the weak side? Who was on the weak side? Somebody. Yeah, I think it was, come I think it was Caleb. You yeah. just can't. And, you can't just let. Jason, that was just unbelievable. And Jason Tatum and, was wide open, but Jimmy Butler didn't even box him out. Yeah, if it had gone the other, if it had bounced the other way, Jason Tatum yeah, might Tatum have actually it. put yeah. it back in. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. mean I like but I don't just... I, I I think the thing with the the shot like the Heat did the right that they got they got the like Marcus Smart's taking a game winner. That's a hundred percent that's the best outcome you can have if you're the Heat that isn't a turnover, right? It's just then you gotta rebound. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta go like just go grab the ball. That's all it is. It felt very I mean, uh my, very heat spurs. My only my only quibble is just the putting Max Drews to double off Tatum. It makes it such an easy pass for Derek White too smart when you just nobody guarding the inbounder. Like I you in these situations, they have no timeouts. You got to put somebody on the ball, I think, and just make it hard for the passer. That was an easy play for Derek White to just inbound it to to Marcus Smart and it was a perfect catch. So that Smart was able to just turn and go right into it and get that shot off so fast. Like to me that's just like my biggest quibble. Otherwise, 
shit happens. Like there's no, nothing I, else you can. Can yeah, we talk about Duncan Robinson's two open looks? Oh, dude, I look. Oh, someone gave me shit over this. Over. Like, oh yeah, you knew this was good. this first because he 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 had that one like near the logo, right? Hit that one near the logo, like he just caught, fired that thing, knocks it down. He's fired up, and I'm I'm in a a group chat with some Miami people. I'm like I'm like okay, so you can rely on Duncan, Gabe, and Caleb right now. Like like those guys look like they're they're ready for it. Jimmy was struggling big time. Bam was afraid of the ball, like you know, like but those guys like had the guts, right? And and then when he had that the first of the two open looks they missed. He hesitates. He takes that dumbass gather dribble, which I cannot fucking stand when shooters do that. Like, just let that thing fly. And as soon as he hesitated, I knew it was go- I knew it was it was gonna miss, and I knew you couldn't rely on him the rest of the game. Like, just for that that reason, Trey. Like, I just think like the shooter. Like I said this on Twitter. I was like, shooters let it fly. Like shooters shoot. They don't like check the barometer. Like you like, and he just he he checked it and. I just, I hate that shit, man. I really hate that because he was like having a good redemption moment. And, and then at that point, like he's, he psyched himself out. And this is a dude who is admitted to, you know, who is it? Ramona Shelburne, like that he suffers from imposter syndrome and all this, like that dude's gotta be absolutely no thinking when he's, when he's shooting, it just has to fly. And once he hesitated on the first, I was like, all right, well, he's, he's out for the rest of the game. I had no idea Jimmy was going to come back and, and make plays like the way he did. But I was just like, okay, it's down to Gabe and Caleb. That can't be a good strategy. What a wild that tra- game. transition three though. I thought that, that transition three, I thought was going in though. I thought that was just going to be bottoms. As soon as he caught it, I was like, Oh God, How'd they leave him open. Just an unbelievable. They knew, they knew, but they knew he also, was out. This is, but this is also the same collapse. The Celtics nearly had in game seven last year. Like it was almost identical in, in in that sense, you know, it was yeah. except the fact that Miami never took a lead in that game, but you saw that collapse and the same yeah. thing happens here. They're up 10 in this game with like four minutes left. And they, they, I mean, they choked the lead away and just got lucky with Derek white. They got, yeah, they just had three tenths they of a second so that they needed. Yeah. Jay, this is the thing that I I'm yeah. fascinated by is we have um, these two teams over the last four years. And now it's the third meeting in the conference finals, right? Um, the game, the series in the bubble was great, right? Um, you know, you have Bam's dunk on or Bam's block on on the Tatum dunk as like one of the defining moments, and all this stuff. Then they meet last year. Jimmy Butler misses that three, and and they eke out, you know, eke out a win. Now this is going to a game seven. Like we talk about all these other things, and granted, like Giannis in in the middle of that won a title, right? And the Bucks have been really good, and we talked about the Nets, and we talked about the Sixers, and what can they do? But these two teams, like, own the Eastern Conference right now, and it's it's very fitting, as much as I wanted a sweep just to rub it in your face about heat culture, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I, like, I am legitimately glad that this has happened the way it has because one, it's a fucking game seven Two, history's on the line. And three, I get to yell at anyone who's going to wonder who has more pressure. It's game seven going to the NBA finals. Like it, like every win, you win, you go to the NBA finals. No one has more pressure than the other. Like everyone has an equal amount of pressure. It's so dumb. Like that's going to be a talking point tomorrow. Um, or I guess Monday, whenever the hell this comes out. Uh, but, but Jay, like these two teams own the East. Yeah, and and not only that, but every series they've played has just been it's absurd. War. It's absurd basketball. 
and, and it always comes down to like just a play. Just yeah. a play. The the bam block on Tatum. Last year Butler's pull up. This year maybe it's the white layup. Like it just comes down to one play between two teams that are super tough and super committed. That was that was the most fun part of game six to me was just the desperation on both sides. And Kyle yeah. Lowry has had nothing since ga- the first half of game one in this series. He really and that dude <laughs> was pulling out nonsense just because he's a super competitor. Like yeah. that that bucket he had over Jalen Brown. Oh, that was nuts, man. It was the most oh, old dude. man shit. It was such a it was such a YMCA no, move, it, man. I have ever seen. It had no business going in. It had zero business falling. Like I was watching no. this going, like, what are we doing here? No, virtuosity's right. It had no business going in. He had literally no prayer of getting an inch of separation between him and Jalen Brown and somehow was able to sneak a bucket over the top. But Lowry made plays. Jimmy summoned everything he had left yeah. over the last four minutes after struggling. Bam couldn't score, but had so many offensive rebounds. Yeah, he was great like, on the board, too. The Celtics went seven for 35, their worst shooting night of the season, and they haven't been able to sh- win while missing threes all year and yeah. just dig one out. It was just two teams absolutely desperate, competitive as hell, and it was just such fun basketball. Um, Mode, are you are you concerned about how much Jimmy has struggled going into going into game seven? Like maybe it's just not gonna matter and he's just gonna nut up and like game seven's gonna be another great Jimmy performance. But he I mean he's he's not been good last couple of games. He's He's got no legs. He had a dunk in the first quarter that he barely got. That over was the a rim. rim like, yeah, that I was just, a rim grazer. I mean, that was a power layup. That wasn't a dunk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was like just barely. And it was one of those things that you're, I don't know how much legs he has left. I think he gave everything he possibly could at the end of that game six, the the three on the sideline that was wild and every, all the plays he was making and, and yeah. things like that. I don't know if he has any energy left for game seven. Like that's more, it won't shock me because, again, I always think Jimmy's a bit of a psychopath. But I would just still don't know where it would come from. Like, Zach, like you, the legs aren't going to get much better on Monday. No. <laughs> you know, after playing the game he just played, no. right? Like, you're, they're flying. They're flying on Sunday, play yeah. the game. And then it's like, it's not like there's anywhere where he gets to rest for 24 straight hours. Like, I, I don't know no, where he's he going to get the juice. He sat a minute 20 of that game. Like, and I would imagine. Can, can he even. You might get a Can minute sit of a minute rest. Twenty in game seven, and and you definitely cannot sit bam because Cody Zeller is barbecue chicken. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to michelobultra.com/courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. (laughs) You can't play Duncan and Cody Zeller at the same time. Like it just, that is, and Lowry really. Like those three together can't exist. Cody Zeller was, I was minus seven over no two twenty one, and I and I was shocked it was as good as minus seven. Like that that could have been a fifteen over. <laughs> it felt like minus fifty. Yeah, um, I was shocked there was no Highsmith. I thought he was good in Game Five for them. I thought he could have helped yeah, them a little great. bit in Game Six, and I would have avoided the Zeller Zeller minutes. Like just play small at that point, but I don't know if you could play that small. I don't know. Yeah, that's super small. That's pretty small. You're playing like Cody. You're playing Cody Zeller. You're better off playing four guys instead of five. Like what? It's funny that this is just keeps coming out of a frozen face. <laughs> you really gotta watch. You really gotta watch on YouTube. You gotta go to our page on YouTube, subscribe because it's it's so oh, distracting for me. I'm, I should be way more professional. Than, I'm just so distracted by the bad internet. Why why did you use dial up today? <laughs> I thought change it up today. Let's kind of go old school, yeah. see what we got. You oh, because we got like an old school, old school matchup. Yeah. Um, Trey, if yeah. you're if you're the heat, you're going on the road, everyone believes you're gonna blow this. Um, even heat fans are like heat fans are shaking right now. They're shook on Twitter. Like they're they're not they're not in a good place. They hate this team again. Um, Trey, what what do you think like the heat? I like I think you have to obviously take away the three-point line because that's just where the Celtics kill you. But um, but what, like, does anything change with the strategy? Because it kind of felt nah. like they got, they got lucky to be in that game last night. They, nah, they just got to play. They just got to play the game as if, like, there's no game tomorrow. You know what I mean? They got to kind of play the perfect game. And that's the mm-hmm. thing about playing on the road is because, like, you know, Jake can attest to, like, it's going to be loud. It's going to be unbearable. It's going to be some calls that might not feel like that's working in your favor that you normally get at the crib. Mm-hmm. You just got to leave it all out there. And I mean, I don't want to say Jimmy Butler is one of them players that doesn't have back-to-back bad games, but he's going to have to play a great game. You know what I mean? Like his supporting cast is going to have to step it up. You know what I mean? Like if you're hurt and you're still out there suiting up, you're going to have to play a good game. And mm-hmm. I think this, the, you know, the Celtics, they they got all the confidence that they needed. After they got one, they were just like, all right, let's stop playing with these dudes. And and it's always tough when you got the pressure of blowing it. You know what I'm saying? Because like mm. that's another thing. You don't want you everybody saying, oh, Spo get fired after this. Cause you know, it's just a, the copycat league. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Spo's getting fired anyway. But there'd be 29 teams offering him oh the head God. coaching job if that happens. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But um it's just hard to, you know, be known as that. And, you know, obviously they want to show up and, and right. deliver, but it just all depends on, on what team shows up and what shots are being made. Like if Jimmy can play better and not go four for 20 or five for 21, whatever it was, um, I think that's that's going to be the key. That dude was so bad, like so bad that to a point where people yeah. were like, oh, <laughs> you know, I was like, is he hurt? And somebody's like, don't do that. And I was like, no, no, I legitimately I mean, a, had the same question. I was Trey. like, it's like, a valid question. Yeah, he fell on his jump. Yeah, yeah, Bam fell on him. Yeah. Like, I was like, all right, he can't jump. Like, he just flat out can't jump right now. Mm-hmm. You saw it every every play at the rim that he would normally jump into a guy, finish, and and get a foul. Like, I mean, he he wasn't even attempting it. 
And there was one play where Derek White was back in transition. And that's the guy he hunted Mm -hmm. earlier in the series. Yeah. And he just circled it out. He's like, I'm I'm not going to try it right now. Mm -hmm. And that that was was a sign to me. Either was hurting, just gassed, or just just thought like he didn't have it against the uh, Celtics defense. That game was another part of it that was really fun. Both teams did such a great job at taking away what the other team does best. Yes, absolutely. The the Celtics packed the paint and forced Bam and Jimmy to take tough twos, and the Heat ran the Celtics off the line and took away easy three-pointers and made them score from inside the arc. And it was like just just a game where you had to do the stuff you were bad at. Mm-hmm. And and I just thought that was really neat. Yeah, I think um I think with the the coaching strategy like I don't know if this saved Joe Mazzulla's job. Like he was going to get fired, I think, if they've gotten swept or lost in five or whatever. But they've been pretty good. Like, I know some of it is just shots falling, um, but, like, he's, to his credit, like, we made a lot of jokes, but Joe Mazzullo, like, Top his... golf, bro. Top golf. <laughs> that was... You're on the verge of elimination. Well, the, the other, wait your, a second. Trey, you were going to blame Top golf, and now you're saying yes. this is the, the savior. Yes, man. Like, that's <laughs> so well, well, Jared well, Jer- well, Weiss. See each other Jared Weiss, athletic writer, you feel me, that covers the Boston Celtics alongside our wonderful Jake King, you know what wonderful. I mean? You know what I mean? Like pretty wonderful. In, in, instead of being stressed out, we went stress free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They came in relaxed. You mm-hmm. know what? We need to bond more. We need to, you know, like not focus on anything. We trying to see who can have the highest score. You feel me? But at this point they came in and it worked. I don't know if you should take your high school team to go golfing before a game. <laughs> I, would. But, I think it's a bad idea. But at the end of the day, it not, worked not the for smartest. these boys Paintball. and got them extra day. They, re- they really might have just been practicing for their vacation. Paintball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I thought they were done. <laughs> Statistically, only 2% of teams force a game seven. So let's get ready for the links. Let's, we'll be out there next week. Might as well get some. <laughs> what, like, if that was, what if that was the strategy from Joe Mazzullo? It was like, well, you guys seem to want to go golfing. So let's go golfing. We're going to Top Golf. <laughs> like, it's just a sarcastic <laughs> outing. <laughs> I'll show you. It's not as fun as you think it will be. You're just gonna be shaking bullshit sure all summer, guys. Look, you guys all suck at golf. You're good at basketball. Basketball, go play fucking basketball better. Like that's what you gotta do. That's ridiculous. It's so funny. Um, but I like, got... can, but but I just the Missoula timeouts have gotten so much better. Like the timing in which he calls them has been really important. Oh, you mean you like, mean actually I think he's using them? A good sense. Of... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but like the in the sense of like, hey. They've gone on a run before we gave up a lead. Let's call it time. And I'm excusing. I'm not talking about the last two minutes of that game where it was a complete disaster and a total meltdown, but just in general, every time he's called timeout since game four, it has felt like the Celtics have gone on a run for the most part, or have gotten good, good actions out of it. Like he's gotten yeah. better. It's yeah. weird, but he's gotten better in the series. Yeah. Jay, I think Max Headroom has a good point there of, of just like the, the ability to use the timeouts to, to slow things look that one up kids uh to <laughs> to slow down those runs because it felt like the heat before just got to do whatever they want there was no break in the rhythm and in, in the last couple of games not even just when the celtics are going good it, it feels like they're keeping the heat out of a rhythm yeah and 
they've just dialed up the defensive intensity too. Like this is this is last season's Boston defense again, and they haven't been that for the entire season, really. Like it, yeah. it's it's come sometimes, but hardly ever. And and now they're <clears throat> they're able to not just guard the shooters, but also send help to Jimmy and Bam and keep the paint congested on those guys and contest shots without fouling. They've just done a great job defensively. And the big part offensively, which which I thought changed the series, was just more side-to-side ball movement. And they, they didn't they didn't have as much of that in game six. They kind of went away from that yeah. a bit in game six. I thought that their offensive process was actually pretty bad for a lot of the game. They forced things. They weren't patient enough. But the uh, you could tell over games four and five especially, it was like, Pass the ball, make make their help scramble, and then attack once the help is scrambled, and and that was a huge huge key for them. So I think Missoula has done a nice job, and also after game three, they were like broken mentally, spiritually, every like that was a frustrated team. Yeah, that was so fed up with the way they were playing, the way the first three games had gone. And to recenter themselves after that is just so difficult. And yeah. maybe it was Top Golf. Maybe it was Top Golf. Um, all right, let's. But, uh, but Missoula deserves a lot of credit for getting them to pull out of that. And, absolutely, and come back together. All right, so going into Game Seven, Mo, uh, what what do you think is the key for for each team in Game Seven? Like one thing, one thing for each. I mean, it's better offensive process for Boston, as Jay was saying. Like, I didn't like their offense for the most part in Game Six, and and for Miami side, finding a way to just help Jimmy Butler and the the role players are going to have to have another unbelievable game, and Jimmy's got to be. They've been you know, unreal. Finding man. a way to dig deep. They've been great. They've been great. They carried mm-hmm. them in this in this Game Six, but like Caleb Martin's the best. Know, get Jimmy new legs. Caleb Martin's the best non-rookie deal in the in the league. Like Caleb Martin is yeah. a god. Yeah, he is a god. He's legitimately good. <laughs> it makes me wonder, Cody Martin, the fuck. Like somebody's t- somebody's signing Cody Martin right now. <laughs> just somebody, to see. yeah, somebody's just bringing him in though. Yeah, just like well, just I don't to know. see. His brother's doing hey, it. Like, maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. you got it. You know, like somebody's doing it. Uh, Trey, what do you think is uh, a key for both uh, both teams? Monday night game seven. Um, so the key for Boston is just to come out hot and put them to bed early. Mm-hmm. Like don't even, don't even play with they fool. Just get it done early on. You look up, it's 33, 10. Like yeah. that's how they got to kind of take care of business. Miami. Look, you got to just every loose ball, every, you know what I mean? Like box, like over stuff, like get a ball. Jimmy going to have to get a lot of shot attempts. Bam's mm-hmm. going to have to play a better game. I, you know, those guys who have been, you know, overachieving or whatever it is, um, they're like the Vincents, the the Robinsons, you know what I mean? Those guys need to make shots. They need to be super effective. Kyle Lowry's yeah. going to have to give some, you know, even more. Um, like I said, this is one of those things. And the pressure's on them because it's not on Boston. Boston, they're at home, cool. I mean, well, you're right a little bit. It's the pressure on both. I mean, the idea that they got home court advantage and this team is about to blow a, you know, a, a 3-0 lead. They both pressured, but at the end of the day, it's only one winner. So you gotta, yeah. you know, 
These these are the ways of you you hope that it works in your favor. You hope that your shots fall in. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be um I don't think it's going to be close. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Direct TV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Direct TV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Direct TV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Direct TV has the most MLB games. Visit directtv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I think oh, it's gonna wow. be out of gonna be I think it's gonna be out of reach. Yeah. Wow. Because I because this is the thing. Not saying, not saying it's a blowout for Boston either, because it might be the heat. It just depends what team shows up. Yeah. Because if they start shooting bad, then Boston gonna run that run it up. Yeah. They're gonna win by like 12. Or Boston just making everything and then they up by 22 and then probably win by like nine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's just weird. So it's just like, you know, nobody. Nobody's safe in this particular situation. I don't see it going. Um, who I would like to see win, if I have to pick, um, I would like to see the Boston Celtics because it'd be more, um, you know, they got, I feel like it lines I mean, to be up the first, as far as team. It, yeah, and to be the first team to to be the, the 0-3 comeback, you know. That, that too. But yeah. then also from a Miami Heat perspective, if they were to so happen to get Tyler Hero, then I would be like, Okay, we got. I want to see this, but like yeah. with, with with no Tyler Hero and them and them being kind of banged up, it or, might be a or, quick finals. Yeah, it'll be a <laughs> yeah. quick one. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't really enjoy yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually want to watch a competitive finals. You know what I mean? Like not saying that Miami Heat haven't been competing. They've been competing with what they've had. They've turned water into wine, but. Um, for the finals, I don't, I don't like that matchup for them. We we should also note this is the first time the game seven is played at home for the team that was down 03. Yeah. Like all the other times, it was you know the the underdog made the comeback, and then in yeah. this case here it was but the also underdog uh, took the three zero lead. Also, none of these have happened in the Facebook era. So like that, like the I don't know how much we're gonna I know, lead no, on no, Rochester I, I, versus I get the that, Knicks. But, you know, no, no, I, I I get that, but also like normally in this situation. It's Boston would be the team that had gone three. I want to see underdogs that make the comeback. This is kind of what made this whole situation weird, you know, and, and Boston's going to have home court. This is, I don't know if we're ever going to see that again. Jay, what's the key for each team? The Celtics need to force turnovers. They, their ability to force turnovers in games four and five was a huge key to creating their offensive pace, their offensive space, all the three point attempts they were able to get up. 
the Heat only had five turnovers in game six. Yeah. They were able to take care of the ball. Some of the stats they had, like, it's crazy they didn't win that game. They had five turnovers compared to 12 for the Celtics. They had 17 offensive rebounds compared to 12 for the Celtics. And they shot 40-some-odd percent from three while the Celtics went seven for 35 and hit seven more threes than the Celtics. It, it's, it was almost impossible for them to lose that game with those three stats. So I just think the Celtics need to force some turnovers, get out in transition. If they do that in TD Garden, that place is going to go nuts. And and if that place goes nuts, it's going to be be tough for for the Heat to withstand that. Even though I expect Jimmy Butler to play a lot better. I remember last year in the series against the Celtics. In the middle of that series, he hurt his knee. He was looking like he didn't have much left, and then all of a sudden, he was scoring forty something points and totally dominant. <laughs> and that's just kind of what Jimmy Butler does. That's what he does. Yeah. Game um, seven, he's going to be hell. All right, uh, Mo, who wins? Boston. Jay, who wins? Boston. Trey, who wins? Boston. There you go. Say it louder. Say it with your chest. Eat culture. No one's ever done it. I refuse to believe that a comeback is going to happen until I actually see it. And uh, you know what? You know who's going to do this? You know who's going to do this? 30 points from Kyle Lowry. That felt weird to say. That felt weird, that felt weird to say. You don't even believe that. You don't even believe that. But Kyle Lowry over everything, motherfuckers. Thank you for listening. Uh, for Trey, for Jay, for the fax machine that Mo Dakiels used to connect to us via Zoom. For Dave DuPont, I'm Zach. Keep it locked on The Athletic. Enjoy Game 7.